0: Welcome in, ButtBugs. Bucks!
1: There you go. That's the opening right there. Perfect. Thanks. Another exciting episode of the BBIG pod. Another what, what? exciting breakdown of another NFL division, AFC West. Another uh, interesting fantasy division. If I say so myself. As always, your uh, your co-host... The commish, alongside the fantasy assassin. What's going on, man?
0: Yo, yo, what's up, Dan?
1: Not much, not much. Glad you uh, finally got your vote in.
0: Yeah, the vote is in, bitches.
1: I think Dave was walking around the uh, office with a, with a full Nick Chubb. A full Nick Chubb, absolutely.
0: <laughs> and the E is on the podcast, and we are less than one minute in. That's good. That's
1: always good, man. Yeah. hey. Yeah, man, so got the vote in, uh, got some more keepers coming in, but uh, I think that would be, we'll save most of those for the um, keepers podcast that we'll do in a couple weeks right before the draft. Juicy. Yeah. Um, Hold on, I forgot what I was talking about.
0: (laughs) The keepers, (laughs) brother, the keepers.
1: I was was reading what you were typing. (laughs) Yeah, the keepers, but uh, just a reminder, the keepers are due this Saturday, so we have the majority, I think we're waiting on you, Jayton, and Jolly, those are the last three we don't have so far, so, you three, got till Saturday.
0: Ooh, this Saturday?
1: This Saturday, man. This Saturday's right. two weeks out.
0: Ooh, is it really? Yeah. Man, I don't even know, who are my options, Dan? Maybe, you, I'll, maybe I'll break some news on the podcast.
1: I think your options. I don't even remember who. Did you even have anybody in your team that was any good? I don't think you did.
0: I don't know. Maybe I can. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll think of. Maybe I can remember them while we go over the show, and then maybe. it'll be breaking news during then. Who knows? Okay, we'll see.
1: Perfect. Um, so yeah. So get them in by Saturday, and we'll do what we did last year, where we gave up. You put your keeper in, then the day, babe. You can get out of it the day before the draft, but you can't put anybody else in. Just yep. You know, if you, for whatever reason, you know, you just don't feel comfortable anymore, you can get out of it and uh, just won't have a keeper. So, yeah, man. You um, Ready to dive into these, to some of the news around the league? Yeah, I am.
0: Let's dive right in.
1: Let's dive right into the... The water's nice. To the big news that actually came out this morning, I guess kind of reaffirmed the news that... Uh, Zeke's holdout is going to continue as he said, I'm not playing in 2019 unless I have a new contract.
0: Dun dun dun. And
1: like I said, we're closing in on two weeks and each day that goes by it gets a little little scarier and scarier to consider drafting. Um,
0: you know what? I could not agree more. Yeah. And everyone who's out there just waiting for their draft or drafting now is really having a case of the Leve- Le'Veon Bells, the Le'Veon yeah. Bells right now, oh, you know? Yeah.
1: No, no doubt.
0: The Le'Veon heebie-jeebies, is like, as I like to call them.
1: <laughs> it will be uh, interesting. I did read also that, I think as of today, the Cowboys have offers to Dak, Cooper, and Zeke that would make them all within the top five of their position as far as salary. So.
0: Yeah, well, Zeke doesn't want top five because nope. he's not top five. Amari Cooper should definitely hop right on that top five before he has to play the season and disappoint everyone again, and Dak should definitely take that top five as well, yes. but knowing the quarterback market and just how, I guess, quote, important he is to this team or how much he's going to pose that, saying that he has never had the weapons, aside from Zeke, to, you know, really showcase his talents, he should, he might, that, that I think that's the viewpoint that he's probably taken in terms of the contract negotiations, but... Amari Cooper should jump right all over that.
1: Oh, yeah, he definitely should. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so that'll be a situation to keep an eye on. We have another holdout, but AFC West, we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, Ooh. Ooh. So, uh, and also real quick, I saw, I think it was today or yesterday, that uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Andrew Luck is still in, is not practicing and came out that he's hopeful he'll be ready for week one.
0: Yeah, I did see that. Um I mean, we already spoke about these guys, so I guess we can go ahead and cover it here. I mean, the one thing I would say about Andrew Luck is, last year the guy had was throwing tennis balls at this point of the season. He hadn't thrown a football, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think that the way that the Colts know to bring him along in terms of his return from injuries is probably smart. They know this guy, he is their franchise, I would say they're just kind of bringing him along slowly because they don't need him out there right now taking any reps because, you know, that's just more reps that... Uh, he'd have to take it during the season, so rather than have him endure those right now in the heat of the summer, you know, they're like, hey, just take it easy, get healthy, make sure you're ready to go, and then week one, we're going.
1: Yeah, I hope that's the case, man. He's, you know, he's a great quarterback and fun to watch. I know. Oh, you know what? I, so could much ke- better.
0: I think I could keep him, right?
1: I think you can, man.
0: Ooh. He's an Interesting. Option. Juicy. He's, he's an option.
1: He is an option. Uh, any, Any other... Injury news or anything that you wanted to dive into
0: no, I think that pretty much covers it is the big thing is just that Zeke news and you know yeah, what it's... impact it's going to have um I guess in other news and notes, I guess what we what we can do leading up to the I know we haven't talked about this just yet, but what we can do leading up to um, the season is maybe do some sort of a uh power rankings of quarterback chugging <laughs>
1: Is that in light of the recent Baker Mayfield video?
0: What Baker Mayfield video?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. I think I have an idea of who I'd put at number one, or in the top three, and I know who I'd put in my bottom three too. Uh,
1: we we could yeah we could hit that we could hit that right for the draft. That'd be fun, right? That'd we could do
0: top five, bottom three, or top three, bottom three, or something like that. You know.
1: There we go. Okay. Yeah, we could do. That
0: just some food for thought. Something for y- something for y'all to look forward to. Oh yeah. Cuz yeah. I know I'll, I'll look forward to it. In um but in some Low Country news, I just wanted to pass this on for local for the local sports section. Um unfortunately, our guy, or actually our fellow patriot Robert Quinn fractured his hand in um, Cowboys practice today unfortunately. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, not good. Not good. Yeah. I know I know we're not talking about defense too much here, but um yeah, he's scheduled to have surgery, but He's still expected to be ready for the season opener, so we wish him all the best and wish him, well, getting back on the field. To represent yeah. them um, Fort Dorchester Patriots.
1: That's right. All right, man, you ready, you ready to dive into the AFC West?
0: Uh, not particularly, but I guess we can.
1: All right, man, let's, uh, <laughs> let's do
0: it. <laughs> let's off. do it, let's do it.
1: Who you got? Who, who won the division last year? Who was, who was the team that was uh, just scoring tons and tons and tons of points last year?
0: Yeah, so it was this team um, in the middle of the country, actually, not in the west side, even though they're part of the AFC West, uh, <laughs> led by the fighting Chad Hennies. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, sorry, Le- led by Patrick Mahomes, sorry about uh, that. Okay. Yeah, it was the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas so, I guess we could start right there with the the huge quarterback controversy that's going on right now in Kansas City. Um, Andy Reid just came out with it saying, you know, he doesn't know, it's open competition right now, it's between um, Pat Mahomes and Chad Hennie. You know, winner take all here, so you know that'll be an interesting story to watch as um, you know yeah. they finish up training camp here.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> see how see how the preseason games go, man. If Chad Haney's out there in the preseason, you need to watch out because he's coming for Mahomes. He's coming
0: for those preseason snaps, man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't think Pat's gonna you know out snap him in the preseason.
1: No.
0: <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure Chad's gonna take him two to one, three to one there, so. Oh, yeah. Something to watch out for, just to keep your eyes out on that preseason fantasy football radar. No doubt. But uh, in all in all seriousness, uh, Pat Mahomes finished last year, you know, as the number one QB in all of fantasy by a pretty wide margin. Um, his ADP currently is also number QB one overall. Um, Makes sense. You know, I I mean I don't think there's much to say in terms of what is fantasy relevant news or fantasy news here, but. But I will. I think we can kind of just piggyback off the conversation we had earlier about Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck, where uh, we were kind of you know putting the pros and cons up against these three guys. I think these three guys are consensus top three right now. So, and yeah. some people are still throwing in Aaron Rodgers in there. But I mean, if I had my pick, I'd probably go with Pat Mahomes because um, he has got a pretty important weapon back, fortunately for him. So
1: that'll be pretty good. I think you you, you do have your pick, don't you?
0: I do have my pick. <laughs> yeah, I think I do have my pick, yeah. yeah. So, uh with that said, I think right. I'm going to keep Pat Mahomes.
1: Oh, Breaking News. Breaking
0: News on the podcast.
1: Nice, um, uh, me let me ask you real quick. I know you're keeping him, you're getting him for a great great value. Say you couldn't keep him for whatever reason. He's going at the 20th player overall, so that's in the what the second round. Yeah. Would you pull the trigger in the second round? That's a
0: hard and fast no.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you said yes, you would, but no. Yeah, I don't blame you. I would not either.
0: Yeah, not happening. Sorry. I love him. He's fucking amazing. Not doing that.
1: Way too I agree. Two rounds later is where Andrew Luck's going. I mean, still a little high, but that's still...
0: Honestly, that would be too high for me for any quarterback. But I could see, and I could go with Pat Mahomes if the board felt right for me.
1: Yep, I agree,
0: that. But that's I not even the top two rounds where he is going, so. Hey, I well, like my value. Think... I'll take my six points with me. Actually, you know what? In our league, I might take him in the fourth round. Uh, uh, now that we are a six-point-per-quarterback pass t- passing touchdown
1: league. Uh, I'd, I'd be uh, more than happy for you to take him in the fourth round. Cause I yeah. Wouldn't. I was saying
0: maybe even a third round there, but that's just Oof. because of the value, I think, increase he has in this, in this type of league that we're in.
1: Okay. But, uh, again,
0: it would be like a toss-up for me. I don't know whether I'd go third or fourth because I haven't really drafted, and I wasn't really planning on drafting according to that. So, so
1: Now. Um, over, over under 40 touchdowns this year for Mahomes.
0: Ooh, 40's a lot. I think it's going to be right around there. Um, what I would say... You know what? I'll take the over now that Tyreek's back. Um, if Tyreek wasn't there, I'd, I'd definitely go under. But given that he's there, yeah, I'll I, I'll go over. Over
1: forty. Uh, mm-hmm. Me, me, and Chris have a bet. He said it at forty-two. I took the under.
0: Yeah, if you said it at forty-two, I might have gone under with you. Yeah. But um, just given the fact that I I I mean just to hedge my bets there, but um, I don't know. I, it's it, that's a tough one. I think he's going to be right in that range though. I hope that he's going to be right in that range, if not higher. So I hope Chris is right. Shit. Let's put it that way. Now, one thing I do want to say is there was a lot made last year about um, over the last, I guess, half of half quarter of the season or whatever, the fall off of Pat Mahomes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, let me just put this in perspective for you. Over the last five weeks of the season, that's weeks 13 through 17. So 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17, right? Where where do you think Pat Mahomes was in quarterback rankings? Do you think he was top 5, top 10, top 15? Where do you think he fell?
1: I would, I would say he'd be in the top 10. If, I mean, you're yeah. saying he's a drop-off, so I'd still say top 10.
0: Well, I mean, that, that was the kind of word, the buzz coming off towards the latter end of the season, which I actually felt myself, too, is that he just wasn't putting up the astronomical numbers that he was before. Yeah. Right? Which he didn't. Uh, but I will tell you that he did still average 23.5 points over the last five games, which was best for a top five finish specifically at number two. Oh, nice. So even given a drop off, the only quarterback to beat him, um, in terms of a scoring average over that time period was, and I'm pretty sure we all guessed this one, Josh Allen of the fighting Buffalo Bills. Yeah, man. So, um, if you had your pick over the last five seasons and you chose Josh Allen over Pat Mahomes... You picked right, but uh, for those of us that didn't, we were left with the scrub, Pat Mahomes. So, <laughs> just for all of those people that um, had any kind of, uh, you know, still hesitation about moving forward with our guy Pat Mahomes, now Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck, you know, both very, very close as well to that, um, to that range. So, you know, Well, Andrew Luck was a little bit further down, but Deshaun Watson was right there. So. Just so, uh, just so everybody's kind of aware. Just wanted to kind of bring that up there about Pat Mahomes. Moving on, though, any anything to add about quarterback Pat Mahomes? Uh,
1: no, nothing to add about Patrick Mahomes. I think we'll be talking about him in a couple weeks.
0: I think so. Now, uh, moving on to more interesting positions, just in terms of the competition we have, we can move on to the, the running back position. So at running back, we have a few options here, right? So we got our guy... Um, the stalwart from the end of last year. So over the last five weeks of last season, thirteen to seventeen again. Do you have any idea where Damian Williams finished that,
1: uh, was, or finished uh, right I there in that span? The top five running back. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was actually. He was a. He was exactly number five over that time period in um, in our type of scoring. Yeah. So. He was pretty damn good. Dude. Um. Now, a- something Andy I.
1: Andy Reid's running backs, man. If you could just figure out who it is, and have that running back, you usually, you're usually doing pretty good.
0: Well, the good thing is he usually picks one and goes with it.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's the great thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, I remember going back to the Brian Westbrook days oh, in Philly, dude. I love that. Love those days. I loved Brian Westbrook. <laughs> he was so good, man. Yeah, he was. Anyways, uh, shout-out Brian Westbrook. Anytime you want to come in the pod, just let us know, bro. Let us know, man. Uh, but, yeah, Damian Williams. Yeah, finished top five last five weeks. He was a stud. Now, where do you think he is going at this point in the season, I guess? Or not in the season, but I guess at at, at this time, where do you think he is going?
1: Right now, he's, I'd say, back in, the, back in RB1. He might be dropping a little bit more since his injury.
0: And that's also why I wanted to talk to you, too, because, yes, he is going kind of back in RB1, high in RB2, um, but... You, I think we've all, by, her and by now, heard the kind of comments Andy Reid's making. What do you make of those? What do you think, what do you think that impact has to um, D. Will's value?
1: I think, it, uh, I think it hurts him. I think him not being out there, I have, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he's taken one training camp snap yet. Um,
0: and, you might be right there.
1: Yeah, and as a running back, who, he did get extended during his little run at the end of last year. Um, but then they also decided to bring in uh, Carlos Hyde, who, uh, I don't know if you listen to Mike air but I agree with him 100%. At this time last year, if I asked you, who do you want, Damian Williams or Carlos Hyde, you would have said Carlos Hyde. Um, but that being said... Well, yeah,
0: no shit. Damian yeah. Williams behind fucking Kareem Hunt in Kansas City. So, yeah, of course you would not want Damian Williams.
1: Uh, I just, just as a talent standpoint, just talent. Carlos Hyde. But yeah, but
0: shit changes in the NFL.
1: It changes, yeah, at a drop of a hat. You're 100% right. And it changed. Opportunity
0: is king, dude.
1: And right now, Damon Williams is not taking a hold of this opportunity because he's not out there in training camp. No. Uh, Carlos Hyde is, and supposedly Carlos Hyde is looking pretty good. So if Damon Williams doesn't get out there... And Carlos
0: Hyde was looking pretty good last year, too, and then he got traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So
1: Yeah, it's very, very true. But Damon Williams, if he can't go out there and perform, He's it's not going to be his job, I don't believe. I don't believe they brought in Carlos Hyde for nothing.
0: Okay, okay.
1: I mean, do you, I guess you disagree?
0: I think Carlos Hyde is there to serve basically where Alfred Morris is at this point in his career. He is not there to take carries away, not there to take a ton of snaps away from Damian Williams, but he is there because Damian Williams, as we still said, is an unproven player. Um, yeah, he's going in the middle of the third round, but he uh, obviously is having a tough time right now getting over this injury. He's never been the main bell cow back. So, yeah, there's a lot of reticence there on the, on the part of the Kansas City Chiefs. So, of course, they're going to not want to put all their eggs in that basket, which is why they also have a prominent rookie. um who's making some headway, he's not going to be like your feature back in Darwin Thompson, but he's the guy that can spell Damien Williams. And I think that if you, you know, gun to my head right now, I'd, I'd probably say Darwin Williams, or Darwin, excuse me, Darwin Thompson and or Daryl Williams out Carlos Hyde by the end of the year.
1: Oof. It's, it's definitely interesting, and like I said, man, that, that's the spot. You want a running back. You want a Kansas City Chiefs running back or offensive weapon, you know, for that matter, but... It's hard. One, David Williams, I mean, this is year number six in the NFL, and he had that small sample size last year at the end of the year, you know, which he was great, top fives, like you said. Um, But small sample size of him being the guy, and then now he's got a hurt hammy, and he hasn't even, you know, practiced yet. So I don't know, man, it'd be tough to pull the trigger. for him to be, you know, you said he's the running back. Backing of a running back one, it would be hard for me to trust him as my running back number one.
0: I agree, man. I agree. I think I'm right there with you. But, you know, the more his value drops, the better of a oh, value yeah. he becomes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, um, so, you know, if he keeps dropping, he might just creep right into my, my wheelhouse. And I would love to maybe have him if he fell down to me into the third round sometime. That wouldn't be a terrible, terrible selection at that point.
1: No, not so. at all. No, he can
0: definitely. Uh, I mean, at least given that he comes back from his injury and is actually starting to practice and gets a snap in and team practices, then yeah, that will be good.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: help. So you did mention one thing. Oh, he's heading into year six. You know who also? You know who's also heading into year six of his career? Who's that? Carlos Hyde.
1: Carlos Hyde has also been <laughs> has has been relevant as a <laughs> as a starting running back, whereas uh, Damian Williams has not.
0: Yeah, that's because he was a second-round high draft pick. Damian Williams was not. He was always buried in the, uh, at the depth chart, at the bottom of the depth chart. But when given an opportunity, he did. He has produced.
1: Talent, not a lot, but he's produced. Always, always wins out, right? It does, and, and I don't and think
0: Carlos Hyde at this point is as talented as D. Will.
1: So, I think in his, I, I let's put it this way: I think uh, Kansas City's offense, Andy Reid, um, makes any running back look let's put it that way
0: how about this average points in a start who's higher Damian Williams or Carlos Hyde assuming Carlos Hyde gets at least one start this year
1: hey, are you talking about moving forward or are you talking about
0: 2019 Damian know, Williams 20. versus Carlos Hyde in terms of average points per game who has more points in their starts Damian Williams or Carlos Hyde
1: if they're starting
0: if assuming Carlos Hyde and Damian Williams both have at least one game start
1: I would I would probably say Damian because he's a he's, he seems like he's a better pass catcher than Carlos Hyde and that's a big part of Andy Reid's uh, offense.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Good point. Good point. Anyways, um, I think that pretty much covers it. Good thing is is that they got a dirt the running or they got a ton of running backs there and yeah. you know, hopefully yeah. one of them rises to the top for us and kind of separates himself and Damian Williams. If that's the case, is coming back and come comes back pretty strong. Yeah. Maybe but uh, if he doesn't, Andy
1: Reid might just. Uh, kick him off the team. So, that what would be good. What about this? What about McCoy gets cut and he goes to the Chiefs? Man, that'd
0: Ooh. Be, You know that'd what else I've heard, though? What's that? I've heard of a different Buffalo running back getting cut and becoming available. I've heard TJ Yeldon. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've also heard... I've also heard Shady, but I've heard TJ Yeldon in kind of cut talks. Because they have so many running backs there yeah, they're not cutting car- they're not cutting Gore no. and they're not cutting Singletary no no doubt so who does that lead Yeldon yeah. and-, and Shady so yeah. it's funny it's interesting but one of those guys could be a pretty high um, or nice little trade asset oh yeah no doubt for an RB needy team <clears throat> hello Chargers and uh, hello Cowboys <laughs> just saying
1: Hey man, Cowboys are set. They signed Alfred Morris, okay? They're
0: good. Oh shit, you're right. I forgot about Alfred No no Hey, my bad. That's my bad. that's my bad. I forgot about Alfred Morris, so <laughs> I'll take the I'll take the blame on that. Anyways, kinda moving on here, let's keep this chain going. Um moving on to the wide receivers. Uh the biggest news out of the Chiefs, I guess, this off season, um, contrary to everyone else's belief, is not Damian Williams. It's actually been the Tyreek Hill saga. And we're not gonna get into the whole off the field, all that shit right now. But all you gotta know is, dudes playing football this year. You know whether you like it or not.
1: Real, real quick, real quick. I don't mean, to interrupt you. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see the baseball fight like two weeks ago with uh, the Reds? Puig. Yes. Uh, the pitcher uh, when he you know he was standing on the mound and then he looked over and he charged at the uh, the bench. You remember that? Uh,
0: I did not see it. But what happened?
1: All right, so the pitcher is talking to the pitching coach. He looks over at uh, the bench and he runs over there, and they start fighting. Right, he uh-huh. just runs and he just throws a haymaker. <laughs> Speaking of Tyreek Hill, so someone on Twitter posted that video and said, uh, "This is Tyreek Hill when he goes into a daycare." It's like, oh, my oh
0: God! God. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> That's
1: terrible.
0: That is so (laughs) terrible that, yeah, we're laughing our ass off. I know. Uh, All right, sorry. I didn't – go ahead. (laughs) No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Um, Yeah, so Tyreek Hill is back. um, Back in the fold, you know, kind of locked in as an RB1, probably a high-end RB1 at that.
1: I think he'd be a wide receiver one, but, I mean, David Williams out, he might play running back. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, they had him in the backfield last year, and I'd, I'd imagine they'll deploy Tyree Kill very similar to how they deployed him last year. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? Maybe he could be wide receiver one and RB one this year. That'd be New goals, right? He's still trying to get a contract, so... Hey, I think uh, the Chiefs still want to pay his ass a lot of money, so...
1: I, did uh, you see um, that uh, after he, they found out they're not going to suspend or whatever, that the Chiefs were talking about trying to trade him? Ooh. Yeah, um, it's been a couple weeks now, but yeah, there's something that came out about them trying to trade him because maybe there's like we, we don't want to deal with reticence. This yeah. Off the field stuff. But.
0: Yeah, it's like, hey, give me an old, give me an older player, and I'll I'll give you this more on here. <laughs>
1: yeah. But anyway, and, yeah, for 2019, as of today, yeah. As of today,
0: probably a chief and probably a, a locked in wideout one. Yeah. I think no matter where he goes, shit. If he goes to New England, oh god. Oof. What would you do right now if New England calls you up and says, "Hey, I'll give you Nikhil Harry for Tyree Kill"?
1: It'd be, be very interesting. You have to think about it. I don't, I don't think I'd do it, but that's just the,
0: If you're KC, yeah.
1: If I'm KC, I don't think I would do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think I need like one more piece. Yeah. But if they said Nikhil in a first,
1: oh yeah. And you're, then you're really thinking, but thinking
0: I don't think that's his price, though. I
1: no. would say yes.
0: If it was Tyreek in the first, or sorry, Nikhil in the first, I would do it. But that's nah. just not his price point.
1: Nope. Now teams aren't going to give up that much.
0: But uh, behind Tyreek Hill, still got Sammy Watkins, still got Demarcus Robinson, my boy. Mm-hmm. What's up, Gator? But uh, they picked up a rookie wide receiver this year out of Georgia, a Speedster. Um, in McCole Hardbin.
1: And that's you know what's crazy is, I, I would, I'm, I would think that they drafted that kid. Going into it, they drafted him thinking there's no way Tyreek Hill plays this year. So, I think they they based that whole entire draft pick based off Tyreek Hill, whereas where they could have spent it on a on a position of need. So I think that kind of.
0: Well, kinda let's put that. let's put it this way, they. I would say wide receiver is still a position of need even if Tyree Hill comes back. What we've seen, either. what we've seen though, here, check this out, okay? What we've seen is Tyree Kill, even if he's back, is not necessarily super reliable off the field. On the field, yes, he's a beast. Sammy Watkins is not super reliable on the field <laughs> when he's playing, or when he's not playing, because he can't necessarily stay on the field, which is his whole thing. But then when you get over to Demarcus Robinson... He's a guy that just hasn't necessarily developed into that guy that you want to put into your top three players and have him on the field consistently as a as a receiving threat, right? He can, he can be like a complimentary third or a fourth wide out in four receiver sets, but he's not, he's just not a top three receiver, and I love the guy, but he's not there. But behind that, they just have a whole bunch of kind of, you know, filler or depth, so... Yeah, I would say losing, you know, a couple of guys that they have in the last couple of off-seasons, off um, they needed a wide receiver, and it just so happened that all this Tyreek Hill drama was going on, and they saw a guy that could fit the same mold, um, or that, that was in the same mold of a Tyreek Hill, and they went after him.
1: I don't know, man. I've watched that defense play, and i watched the pieces that they lost. And I, would just, I, I would think... At that spot, they, they, would, like, they would have liked the <laughs> Don't steal
0: my player. thunder, but I'm going to bring that up. But, yeah, I agree. The defense just needs a lot of work. Um, but I don't hate the pick of McColl Hardman no. just for that team, especially given the uncertainty of a Tyree kill.
1: No, yeah, no doubt. That gives them a year to learn, you know, if Tyree does something stupid next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when Tyreek does something stupid next year. It definitely does give him a chance to learn. There you go. So, um, but yeah, at least for prospects this year, I'm not seeing it in terms of McCall Hardman being a week in, week out fantasy starter, no. except Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, um, going right around 30, 35, as, at, uh, within his ADP this year. Uh, but, what do you what are you, what are your thoughts on Sammy Watkins? Let's start there.
1: Well, he's in the Chiefs' offense, right? He yes, actually is, yep, yep. He's actually uh, he was pretty decent last year. When again, when he was on the field. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, that's true.
1: He he was pretty good for for them. Um, I mean, I like Sammy Watkins. I think I think he could be a wide receiver three, and that's where he's going with wide receiver low and wide receiver two upside just because of that offense. But, you know, when you draft him, you, you just know you're kind of taking that, that injury risk with it. But I think that's kind of built into his ADP. You know, if he was Robert Woods, alongside Tyree Kill in that offense, Robert Woods would be, you know, third round. So I think that's yeah. kind of built into Sammy Watkins' ADP as far as, you know, the sixth round or seventh round, wherever he's going.
0: Right, uh, right. So I right, think it's kinda right. built
1: the is built into it, but
0: um The injury's uh, definitely built into it. It's just a matter of what do you what are your what is your gut telling you? Do you think this guy that's never stayed healthy is going to stay healthy this year? Or well, are you willing to take that chance of taking the, the seven to ten good games that you're gonna get out of him? and then knowing full well that you're gonna miss about six to nine games out of him as well.
1: Hey, dude, real quick, you know, we everyone talks about Sammy Watkins and his injury history, which, you know, is definitely there. Yeah. Uh, who's, who, who's missed more games, Odell or Sammy Watkins?
0: Oh, I'd say Sammy.
1: Nope. Odell has missed more games in his career than Sammy Watkins has.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. How f- many more?
1: Uh, three. It's just okay. a fun little fact.
0: No, that's a great fact, man. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that sucks with Sammy Watkins is it's like he gets hurt at the beginning of the game, and then he you doesn't know, come back for the game, and then it's like, oh, is he going to play next week? With Odell, his injuries have been, oh, this dude's out for the year. <laughs> so you, <laughs> yeah, you can play it for yeah. it as an owner, you know, but – Right, right. But, yeah, I just, I just Well, that last
0: year, Sammy was basically out for the rest of the year when he got injured, so yep, he actually yeah. started the season and then – That's true. You know, had a couple of 100-yard games. I, that's the thing, dude. He had two 100-yard games, and he played in 10. He played in 10 games to start out of the first 11 weeks. Two 100-yard yeah. games. Yeah, he scored a few touchdowns, and that helps salvage the weeks, but I don't know, man. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't it's... a ton of touchdowns, actually. He only scored three touchdowns in that time, so it's not like he was a world-beater on the touchdown front. It's,
1: it's all about who's around him, I guess, at that time, when he's looking at you in the face when it's time to make that pick.
0: Yeah, that's true. And what do you feel if you're – the fantasy owner, do you want the likes of a guy like Sammy Watkins, or would you take the guys that are around him? Um, I mean, the thing I've seen here is, <clears throat> especially going in this same quote tier of wide receivers, you have guys like Robbie Anderson, Jarvis Landry going ahead of him just hardly, um, and then people like a Corey Davis and a Dante Pettis going right after him, and all of those guys. Um, maybe not Robbie Anderson as much, but the rest of the guys, and I guess Dante Pettis is a second-year player, but a couple of them, at least, you know they're going to be on the field. Mm-mm. That's true. And I think that's the biggest thing you want. I mean, if you don't have your players available, then do you really have your players?
1: The best ability is availability.
0: See, si, Senor.
1: <laughs> so hey, let's, let's let's move on. Yep. Talk- yep. Talk about uh, let's talk about some tight ends. Yeah, let's finish up hit, this um, the
0: offensive skill group here with tight end, and I think there's not too much to say here. No. Um, when you're talking about tiers of tight ends, He's, I think tier one <laughs> kind of starts and sometimes ends with Travis Kelsey.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the one good thing, the one saving grace for Pat Mahomes, even given Tyree Kill's uncertainty, is that he was going to have a guy in Travis Kelsey, who's basically the best tight end in the freaking game right now. Oh no doubt. So not much to say. He's a beast well worth his ADP right now. I think he's going right at the end of the first round, beginning of the second round, which you can't even say that that's not worth it because he is that much better than the majority of every other tight end in fantasy football. So Uh, Travis Kelsey, this just in, good at football.
1: Very good football. Yes, I agree.
0: Cool, man. Now, just kind of circling back last thing here, when you mentioned earlier that you weren't you didn't you weren't a fan of them spending draft picks not on defense.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that I, I wanted to ask just, you. just that. Pick
0: a how much worse or how much better do you think Chiefs defense is going into the season?
1: How much worse or how much better?
0: Yeah, do you think they number one do you think they're better or worse?
1: I would think they're worse
0: than last year. Yes. When they were a shitstorm. Yes. And how much worse do you think they are?
1: <laughs> I don't know if you can get much worse, can you? <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, I, I, they lost Justin Houston. They lost D Ford. I know they traded for Frank Clark. Um, no more um, uh, Barry back there. He's gone. Uh, they 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 signed the Honey Badger. Um,
0: right, so what you're saying is Tyron Matthew replaces Eric Barry. Yeah. Frank Clark replaces both Justin Houston and T Ford. <laughs> Whoa.
1: That's amazing.
0: <laughs> I know he's so good, except he's probably not as good as either of them. <laughs> yeah, well, he so might be. Maybe as one. Maybe as yeah. good as Justin Houston at this point in his career, but. Uh, yeah. And then they lost a cornerback, which, I mean, they weren't very good in the first place, but they lost their starting cornerback to the Steelers. Like, dude. Yeah. This is nuts. Like,. The defense is not markedly better, and I would also argue that they're actually worse.
1: They, uh, that's, that's good news for your Patrick Mahomes.
0: Um, that's great news. So <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up. Is Honestly, if you're going to take a shot, it wouldn't hurt you to take a shot on a skill position player from the Chiefs because at least you know their defense is a sieve, and they're just going to be pouring points all, all season long.
1: Yep. There it so. is. There was one defense that gave up more yards than last year. That was actually the, the Bucs.
0: Oh, oh well, yeah, they were pretty bad. towards yeah, industri- yeah. In- Injuries, at least, for them. Yeah. What do the Chiefs have? Just terrible players? Just, just terrible <laughs>
1: players. That's all it is, man. Yeah. Are you ready Anyways, I think this?
0: that wraps up the Chiefs. Do you got yeah. any other comments on the Chiefs there?
1: I don't think so. I think let's jump into the, the, the other team, the, the Chargers, the other team that could be the next fighting one. for the uh, division crown next year or this year. <laughs> The San Diego, oh, Los Angeles Chargers. Nope.
0: Go Chargers, go!
1: Still, uh, st- still weird off the tongue. Los Angeles Chargers.
0: I know it's, but, it's so super weird.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't like it, but, Dan. I, I'm, I'm not a fan. Okay. Let's call them San Diego Chargers. All
1: right, is, that, that, okay? Okay. is that cool with
0: you? Okay.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. So the San Diego Chargers. We know their quarterback, Philip Rivers, man. Phillip Philip. He's He's, uh, he's, he's pretty good at football, I would say so. Yeah, myself. he's pretty good. Not a bad player.
0: Now, uh, you also know Philip Rivers has his own football team at home too, right?
1: I, I do know that he has his own starting offense. His own starting offense. <laughs> <His> own starting <laughs>
0: offense. So he's, he's like always practicing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he leaves practice, watches game film in his two-hour um, escorted drive down to San Diego from L.A. every day. Yep. And then he practices with the team at home.
1: That's right, man. Then he gets he,
0: up, kind of does the practice thing at home, and then, you know, does the whole game film on the, ri- on the road back up. And then he practices with his, you know, football team again.
1: Yeah. So mean, it's
0: like, you know, he's always leaving practice, watching film, leaving practice, watching film.
1: I think what you're saying is he's got a lot of kids. <laughs> he's got a lot of kids,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so right now, uh, I mean, I'm not going to dive too much into Philberry. You know who he is. He's going to be who? a back end QB1. That's what he always does. Uh, he's, I think he's being underdrafted. He's going as the QB 16 right now.
0: Yeah, it's, that's kind of that's kind of that's what thing, always man. happens. I think that's, that's what, what he, he does. He does.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, and then he'll he'll improve that spot, you know, by four, five, six spots and finish ten, you know, nine, ten, eleven. He's, I still don't get it. Man. he's going behind Tom Brady. People, why is? <laughs> Why are people drafting Tom Brady in front of some of these other quarterbacks? I hey, 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 hey. Okay, y'all do it. I don't care, do it. Yeah. He's the greatest. Can do he's it.
0: the GOAT, okay?
1: Yeah, he throws so many touchdowns, and he's so good.
0: He has so many rings. Yeah. He's just the best ever.
1: Definitely. Okay. Okay. Um, Thanks. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to talk He's even him.
0: the GOAT at Twitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he actually has a, a pretty good uh, pretty good follow on Twitter. Um I mean, do you have anything to add on of the Rivers? He's he is what he is. He's a top-12 no, quarterback.
0: I just I think that he's a safe pick. Yes. Like yes. he won't be in the top ten, not in the top five, I don't think. Maybe the top ten, but not the top five. But he also won't be in the bottom half. Lee, so he's gonna fall right into that eight to sixteen range, and you know you're happy with that if that's what you want.
1: See, I I guess here here's the. With him, like, say, him and Patrick Mahomes, right? Patrick Mahomes obviously has the upside to be the number one quarterback. He did it, he did it last year. Phillip Rivers, I agree with you, I don't believe he has that upside. Um, but we talked about earlier, right? Where yeah. Mahomes, we did his over under of, I you mean, know, we said 40. We think he's going to hover around that 40 range, right? Yep. So, Phillip Rivers, I mean, he consistently throws 30, 31, 32 touchdowns a year. And if Mahomes throws 40, that's 8. That's a difference of 8 touchdowns. It's okay. not a huge difference. Not a huge difference at what? all. What? Yeah, that's eight a touchdowns, huge fucking difference. That's, eight third,
0: touchdowns. that's 25. That's That will be 25% of Phillip Rivers' production. That's okay. huge.
1: I'm talking about divide that. So what? Okay, so 32, there's 8 less touchdowns, right? Dude. 8 less touchdowns.
0: That's, four, that's 50 that. points in our league.
1: That's not fifty points.
0: Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, Eight Sorry. times six is you're forty-eight. Right. Okay. Sorry. Right. No, forty-eight right. points. It's okay. fifty points.
1: Divided by sixteen is it's what? It's
0: three more than three. It's basically three points a game.
1: Which is nothing. That is nothing. Well, I guess my point is, is what? Three okay. points
0: a game is not nothing.
1: Listen, no, listen, Nick. All right. Where you're getting Mahomes, it's a huge difference, right? If you're taking Mahomes in the second round, where you could get a running back who scores you know, six, seven, eight more points than the other running back that you would get later that you miss out on. You see, it is a big difference. But going from Mahomes in the second round to Phillip Rivers in the quarterback 16, what, 12th round, I mean, I'd give me the running back all day over that.
0: That's yeah, all I'd I mean Okay. I mean, yeah, okay. That's, <laughs> that,
1: that's the way I look at it is – yeah. Honestly
0: dude, you just threw me off when you said that.
1: Um. I'm looking at it in terms of ADP, right? And the quarterback that you're that you're getting in the second round, if he throws if he gets 50 more points over the whole season to the quarterback that you're getting in the 12th round, that's a big player. That's a big running back or wide receiver that you're missing out on in the second round. You know, why why do we draft running backs first? Why, do, why don't we take quarterbacks first? They're the highest scoring position, right? Why do we take running backs first? You know why?
0: Also, you didn't talk about the, the yards as well and the rushing.
1: Are you expecting
0: that, rushing yards out of Phillip Rivers?
1: Oh, he's going to rush for 500 yards this year. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm just saying, in the grand scheme of things, like the second round is just so expensive for a quarterback in my eyes compared to a player that you could get. You know, in that range, uh, you know, of our receiver, or a, or maybe a uh, Travis Kelsey. You know, Who's a big, a big difference compared to everybody else at that position. I All guess. right, I'm not my soapbox, man.
0: Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't agree with this. I don't like this.
1: What? All right. Why do we? Why don't? Why don't we take quarterbacks in the first round then?
0: Uh, maybe we would in our league now. now you, we have know six down. you know why?
1: You know why? Difference last year.
0: I agree with the premise of the argument, which is why I've always said four points per touchdown. But I would also say that this is a little bit different in a six-point-per-touchdown league. Okay. I'm not saying that you draft them in the first round. I'm just saying this is why they are actually worth a second or third-round pick, potentially. is because the upside is so high. And it's not just three points every single game above the replacement-level player.
1: No, it it definitely ranges from game to game. But over the course of a season, um, it's not as big of a difference from the quarterback position to the running back position that you miss out on, is my argument. Yeah. No, no, I
0: agree. No, no, I I completely agree with that.
1: (coughs) All right, sorry, I'll get off my soapbox.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, (laughs) please get off.
1: Uh, So, yeah, so speaking of one of the running backs you could miss out on, or you might want to miss out on, is Novin Gordon, you know, uh, he's he's definitely falling because he uh, he doesn't want to come to camp. You know, he wants he wants to make his money.
0: Yeah, he doesn't want he doesn't want to play football.
1: No, I want to get paid. Uh, uh, I
0: don't blame him. He's no. pretty good.
1: Yeah, he is he, he is a, a pretty good running back. Um, so with with him out, I mean, first of all, as of today, what we know today. Is there any scenario where you felt comfortable drafting Melvin Gordon? Uh no. No. It, it, okay, third round, he's sitting there looking at you in the face, you not you're not pulling the trigger?
0: Dude, I am deathly scared of that scenario.
1: I know. it, it is definitely nerve wracking.
0: Deathly scared.
1: But so like, that... I
0: honestly have no idea what I do right now. But fortunately, no. there's still two weeks left before I have to make that type of decision. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man, cause he, he, he's, I think he'll be looking at you in the face at number nine. Um, or even in the, the beginning of the second round if he's not back yet.
0: But, Let's hope. Let us hope.
1: But anyway, so that, that brings up the question of who do we target if Melvin Gordon is not If he's not there, if he's not playing, is it it Eckler or is it Justin Jackson?
0: Well, I think, I mean, I personally, I target Eckler. Um, I think Justin Jackson is actually going to get more carries than Austin Eckler would, which I hope happens because Eckler's a smaller dude, but um, I still think that he has more value in season long, especially in our league. Half point PPR, who's going to be catching all the passes? Uh, I think the majority of them are probably going to go to Austin Eckler. He not only can split out, but mm-hmm. he can when Justin Jackson's in the game, but he can also play out of the backfield as a traditional running back, too. So he's a lot more versatile of a player, and he's obviously proven over the long haul that they act- it's been proven over the long haul that they want to incorporate Austin Eckler into that offense, no matter what. So uh, I think you're getting a good agree. value right now with Eckler, and especially given this uncertainty with Gordon, he's the guy that's. Been given the biggest boost because he's still going in outside the top 30 in running backs. That's
1: yes, right, going running back 35 right now, round eight.
0: So uh, if you told and... me, hey, you can have Austin Eckler right around where you're saying round eight, or Melvin Gordon right around you know round two or three, I might just go Eckler just to get a guy on the field for 16 games.
1: Well, that's, that's barring exactly, injury. You're exactly right. Cause uh, even if Gordon comes back. Eckler still has value whereas I think Justin Jackson goes away.
0: Right, uh, right. Now the one thing uh, that we did see though um, is when Justin Jackson came in at the end of the season, the the snap or the touches were split pretty evenly amongst the players and Jackson produced. He's a good football player, dude. Yeah. That's what his teammates said about him at Northwestern that look, this guy's smart. He's going to he's not going to blow you away with his athleticism and, or speed or elusiveness, but guess what? The guy is a good running back. He's a good football player. He's smart, and he'll stick in the league.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, it, it will be, it will be something just to keep an eye on, just because last I read that they are giving both of them first team, first team reps. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, like you said, uh, I think I think, ja- I think
0: Jackson will do that. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> I think Eckler's the way the way to go in that situation. Um, but then again, I man, if you took, if you took. Gordon, say he fell to you in the third round, you grab him. Grab Eckler, you know, in the seventh round and see what happens.
0: A lot of investment into back that forward. backfield there.
1: <laughs> that's true. It's very true. Um, so yeah, but it's a good offense,
0: so that's a good thing too.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Terrible offensive line, but it's a good it's a good offense. Overall offense at least. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what makes it a, a good offense or helps it make it a good offense is Keenan Allen.
0: Yeah. Nice segue there.
1: Thank you. He's he's a pretty consistent uh, fantasy option. Yeah, he is. Right now, he's going as a wide receiver 11. Um, I I think you pretty much know what you're getting out of Keenan Allen. You know, 100 catches, um, 7, 8 touchdowns. And he'll probably finish as a back end wide receiver 1. Again this year, would you agree?
0: I think that's pretty uh, pretty safe to say there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think if you you know he he'd be your, your safe wide receiver if you took a wide receiver who gives you those boomer bus games. You know, Keenan Allen can make you feel a little bit easier with him in your lineup.
0: Yeah, uh, no, I would, I would feel safe with having Keenan Allen.
1: Yeah.
0: as my as my top wideout. I mean, at least you know he's going to be consistent, consistently productive, and mm-hmm. for the most part, consistently healthy. He's dealt with a fair share of injuries, too. He still does, but he, he plays through them whenever he can, and he's a good player. So, did
1: yeah, you I'd, see, be, I'd
0: definitely be happy with
1: that. Did you see that that video, uh, like, two days ago of him at, uh, at practice? Against no. the Rams? Uh-uh. Man, he, he ran a route uh, on the safety. It was, it was disgusting. <sighs> the way, uh, yeah, just go on Twitter and look
0: Technician, it. man. He's a technician.
1: Yeah, he is. Um... But alongside of him, he's gonna have the Clemson boy Mike Williams. And last year, Mike Williams last year had (laughs) forty-three catches last year.
0: I know, but who am I? Eleven
1: touchdowns.
0: Remember that? (laughs) Who am I? Oh god, that was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous.
1: um, Eleven touchdowns off of forty-three catches. I think that's. Impossible to do again.
0: Yeah, um, I would agree. I, I
1: don't know. He's going as wide receiver twenty-four. I think that's his ceiling at wide receiver twenty-four. Um, would you agree, or do you think he has he has a more upside?
0: Honestly, I think he has more upside.
1: Do you?
0: I don't personally think he's going to achieve it. Um, but you know what? It, this could be the year. Um, Given some sort of step back from Keenan Allen, um, or just uh, some sort of surge from Mike Williams, where he makes that third year leap, you know, coming into his own. His first year obviously was a wash. He dealt with a lot of injuries, just couldn't stay on the field. Last year he was dealing with, uh, or you know, having to deal with a bunch of options on the team that were also very good. Keenan Allen obviously was there, uh, but you also had Tyrell Williams fighting for snaps. Now Tyrell Williams is gone. He steps right into that number two role. Mm-hmm. He is expected to fill the shoes of the number two role, eventually the number one role, in San Diego, in Los Angeles for the Chargers. So they want him to be there. They want him to step up. And this, I mean, you never know. I mean, yeah, Tyrell Williams is gone, but now you got to deal with Hunter Henry. So can this guy actually step up and, you know, make that next... Make the next leap up to more of an elite player. He was, you know, a top ten pick for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. All these expectations around Corey Davis. Why are the same expectations not set for Mike Williams? I don't understand that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, I think it's.
0: I think he's pretty much been more of a more or less a disappointment, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens this year. I mean, you would, like you said, with Tyrell gone, he's got to You would think he'd improve on the forty-three catches. Um, the touchdowns is gonna be what what really sets him apart as far as being a wide receiver too or like high end wide receiver too. Um, and speaking of Tyrell Gunn and Michael, Williams like I got number two now, uh just a deep sleeper. Uh don't forget about Travis Benjamin man. He's still he's still there.
0: Oh I know. I like Travis Benjamin yeah, man. he's good, a good he's a good player.
1: It's a good uh good little sleeper there, you know. He, uh, he'll have his weeks where he or he catches that long touchdown and he's relevant yeah so whether or not you want hey to he's
0: the speed threat now yeah. Tyrell Williams was gone like I said so I mean who's the speed threat on that team
1: Yep.
0: it's definitely Travis Benjamin he's still got speed to burn
1: um, and then the reason why I say Mike Williams is being dropped to the ceiling is because that big that big tight end hunter Henry he's coming back man he's coming back and I think I think that is what will eat into those 11 touchdowns that Mike Williams yeah. had last year. Um, you know, we know Phillip Rivers loves his tight end, and last year he had old man Gates out there. You know, it's not the same. So <laughs> I, I, if, if healthy Henry comes back, he's going to eat into that. And that's why I, I said Mike Williams, it's, I think, is being drafted at his ceiling. Um, so right now, Henry, he's going as a top six tight end. I think that's very, very doable finish. What about you?
0: Yeah, I would say that's very much within his realm of possibilities, especially given the shit show, wasteland that is tight that's end tight in the NFL. Dude.
1: That's right, man.
0: Honestly, <laughs> everyone's a good option because no one is a really good option. Uh, this, this... I can make the case for literally oh, yeah. 30 dudes oh, yeah. this... to be a top five guy.
1: <laughs> no doubt. I'm... No doubt, man. Um, anything you want to add on the Chargers.
0: No, I think uh, I think that pretty much covers it. Still stout defense, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. Who you got next for us? Who, who's, who's the next team?
0: The next team in this division is the Denver Broncos. So the Denver Broncos here got a start uh, with their big free agent acquisition this year. in um, a guy that y'all might be familiar with, his name is uh, Elite Joe Flacco. Ever heard of him?
1: He is Elite. I've he heard right? of him because he's Elite.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, Elite Joe Flacco, now manning the, um, not manning these, fighting Broncos. And (laughs) you know with um, the track record of uh, John Elway choosing and selecting quarterbacks, you know, it's always been good, right?
1: He's really good at it, yeah.
0: He's really good at it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you share the likes of Peyton Manning and Case Mm -hmm. Keenum and Paxton Lynch. Oh, Oh, God, he tore up the league. And, you know, know, so, you know, I think this is just another guy to add to his pedestal.
1: And Brock, so Brock osweiler. i think uh he got, he got paid oh yeah
0: that's true Brock osweiler right i mean yeah, yeah the list just goes on I, I so many guys i can't even remember now <laughs> so uh i think i think what we can say is at least this year the hope in denver is that he can bring some solid qB play doesn't have to be spectacular but well unless you're john Elway, because then you think that his best years are ahead of him that is for joe flacco now i think if you're more realistic and you have watched joe flacco play football recently then you realize that his best years are not ahead of him uh nobody really returns from a back injury and then is a better football player than they were before a back injury because those are um, this just in those are tough to play with and tough oh, yeah. to play after you have them That's so right. um, so yeah yeah just a uh, spewing knowledge there for you dan
1: Ella, how many times do you think, and I just looked this up, I, I had no idea. How many times do you think Joe Flacco has finished as a fantasy, uh, as a top 12 fantasy quarterback? One. That's right, man. One time. Yep. 2010.
0: Yep. That was almost a decade ago.
1: Almost, man. Literally
0: one more year, and it would have been over a decade ago. Wow. Yeah. All
1: right, so, so that means you're taking Joe Flacco in the second round.
0: Yeah, man, he's going number 29 overall. I don't know if you saw that. Oh wait, that's amongst quarterbacks, and I think that's where he deserves to go. So 29th at quarterback. Now the hope that you that, that you get out of Joe Flacco is about the rest of the guys that are on this team. So you have a bunch of interesting fantasy prospects moving on from Joe Flacco. I don't think I think we are in agreement. Juelok, after we saw the first game, deer in the headlights more or less right now. Not ready to not ready for prime time. If Joe Flacco stays healthy, then yeah, I think. Um, he can keep this offense competent. Now, what I will say is, if Drew Lock does come in, I think that Drew Lock could have a not necessarily this level, but I think it would revert to more of a Josh Allen type of offense. So, just food for thought. Joe Flacco is not a beacon for health. So, just for everyone to be aware, whenever you do have a guy like a Joe Flacco on your team, or you're, you have players that are influenced by Joe Flacco, like the RBs, the wide receivers, and the tight end here. You got to be aware of that, so at least Drew Locke can either help or hurt the other weapons in the offense accordingly. Now what I would say is that he would definitely help this next group, which is the running backs. Uh, But, what I would also say is that we have no idea what the hell's going on with these running backs. So, Dan, (laughs) last year, do you know um, how many of the Denver Broncos running backs finished in the top 45? Say yeah, one finished in the top forty five.
1: One
0: did. One did. Yeah. His name is Philip Lindsay. He was a rookie, undrafted free agent oh, out man. of Colorado last year. Yeah. And he finished as the RB eleven.
1: He was pretty good last year. He was man. pretty damn
0: good. Top ten, top fifteen running back all season long. <clears throat> Yet all they've been talking about is this undrafted rookie in camp that's been turning heads, making waves. And how they want to incorporate Royce Freeman into the offense. And then they sign Theo Riddick off of waivers from the Lions. Yeah, man. Like, they're doing whatever they can to not give Philip Lindsay the ball. Mm-hmm. Which I do not for the life of me understand. Number one, he's cheaper than Theo Riddick. He's cheaper than Devontae Booker. He's cheaper than Royce Freeman. Because he's an undrafted rookie free agent. He's cheaper than all of those guys, yet they're so more or less thick-headed right now in terms of getting this guy as RB1 and other guys to fall in line behind him.
1: Uh, you want me to why I think that is?
0: Yeah, why is that?
1: I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying this is my theory. I got you. Uh, uh, brought in a new head coach, uh, Vic Fangio, right? Defensive-minded yep. minded coach. They have a really... Should have a really good defense. Joe Flacco's older, limited.
0: Uh, Dan, are we saying the Broncos are still a really good defense, or are we saying that they're yes. a an average to above average defense?
1: I'd say with Vic Fangio there, they'll be an above average defense. Yes. Okay, um, I could
0: I could be on the lines of an above average defense. Uh, I don't think I'm at the point of saying that they're a really good defense.
1: It's amazing. Vic, Vic Fangio is a lot better of a defensive coach than. I think most people realize that. Did think you I, even
0: know who Vic Fangio was before the last two seasons in Chicago?
1: He was the 49ers defensive coordinator when the their defense was really, really good.
0: So, yeah. So, you do. So, it's the, so answer yes. Okay. Yes, I do. I was asking you a question. All Thanks. Right. Okay.
1: You're welcome. Uh, so, anyway, <laughs> back on track. <laughs> Defensive-minded coach should have a okay, a pretty good defense, right? Older quarterback, back injury, um, not you know as spry as he once was. I think... That they want to play really good defense, don't have Joe Flacco screw it up, and run the ball. And I think, as a defensive-minded coach, you think run the ball. You think of a big running back who's gonna, you know, plow over people. Royce Freeman. That's just what I think.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Unfortunately, I think you're right. Yeah. Which um, I think is why Philip Lindsay's average draft position is outside the top 25 right now at running back. Which this I think crazy. that's warranted because it's they crazy. do not it's, like him.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've, yeah, they've already well, they did come out and they said it's going to be a fifty-fifty timeshare. So.
0: Which that's what it was last year, and Philip Lindsay still finished the top fifteen back last year through yeah. it all. Yeah, man. So, yep, I think that's um, what I would say is though is um, that definitely increases the prospects for Royce Freeman. They were not afraid to give him the ball in the red zone. And, you know, he was, you know, somewhat efficient last year. He wasn't great. He wasn't terrible. But Philip Lindsay was also very effective in the red zone last year. It's a smaller guy. So, I don't know. Um, I think with Fangio in there, they're probably going to try and change things up and feed the rock to Royce Freeman. And I think that should be fed into his value as well as into Philip Lindsay's value. Mm -hmm. Goal line work, I think, is going to go... At least towards the beginning of the season last year, like you did last year, where it's going to be highly shifted towards Royce Freeman.
1: I agree.
0: So, yeah, I think that pretty much covers the the running back situation. You got anything else there for him? Uh,
1: I think it's time for them to release, get rid of Devontae Booker now.
0: I think it's been time for them to get rid of Devonte Booker. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> that, that's all I had. But they're they're not they're not doing it. Unfortunately, they just they like Devontae Booker. I guess. Yeah. I like that. Hey. Speaking of though, you remember? Uh, I think the the big thing with Devonte Booker was always how old is Devonte Booker? Wow, man, he's such an old rookie, right? Mm-hmm. Which he is pretty old. He's already twenty seven years old. Um, he hasn't been in the league that long either. Do you know how old Philip Lindsey is now? Twenty
1: five.
0: He's twenty five years old. Oh, no. This is his second year, and he's twenty five. Isn't that crazy? Yeah.
1: yeah I,
0: mean, I did not know that. So just you know a little bit more food for thought. Hmm. Now for those. People that think that, you know, you still grow when you're a second-year player. Yes, it's true. How much do you grow when you're 25 years old, though? <laughs> you don't yeah. see very many players making the ascension at 25, so... Yeah. Also, cause for concern, just for Philip Lindsay owners, even those like myself who love the guy and loved having him on their team last year. Yeah. Yeah, Because that was fun, man. I love watching that guy play.
1: Yeah, he is fun to watch.
0: Uh, but, moving on, we can talk about the... Uh, Uh, wide receiver position where they um, are they have a couple of rookies from last year coming back and they also have another vet coming back so they're bringing pretty much the top four guys on their depth chart back hopefully healthier this year but yeah we got Cortland Sutton Emmanuel Emmanuel Sanders Deshaun Hamilton and Tim Patrick um you know guys that are just are they knocking your socks off Dan
1: they are not
0: you know what? Uh, I agree. They're not knocking my socks off, either. Um, you got two underwhelming rookies from last year, although, understand, they played with very subpar quarterback play. Um, and then a guy, an older, very, very reliable veteran receiver, who was coming off of an Achilles tear. Yeah, man. And that's, that's I think, the, the thing there is... Man... A thirty-two-year-old wide receiver, coming off of an Achilles injury, it's just too reminiscent for me of Victor Cruz. I
1: hear you.
0: And Victor Cruz came off of
1: a gruesome
0: injury; just was his, you know, his explosiveness, his elusiveness, was all gone.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's out of league. But it's just tough. It's a tough-ass injury to come back from. Yeah,
1: no doubt.
0: No one really does, especially not at this age. So, uh, I mean, even though I might might like the guy a lot, and, you know, he would have been, you know, had he not had that type of injury, always falls as an under-the-radar guy. And I think he was, like, a top-ten receiver before that injury last year, or at least close to it.
1: He was playing very well.
0: He's quietly just putting up solid numbers, game in, game out. He still finished the season as a top 20, almost top 21 ride receiver, which is, that says something, like, He didn't even play the whole season. He got injured. He tore his freaking Achilles, and he still finished there, right?
1: Last year, he played 12 games. 12
0: games, I was just going to say. 71
1: catches last year. Yeah. In 12 games. I know. Just just, uh, 71 catches. Tyler Lockett had 70 targets. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I thought that was funny.
0: That is funny. (laughs) That's good. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, as much as I like the guy, I just don't think it's coming and it's unfortunate because he's really good yeah but um i'm pretty sure his days as a top end wide receiver are over but i hope that he proves me wrong and is able to come back strong from this uh but yeah in terms of the second year players i think tim patrick is another guy um i don't think that he has a lot of fantasy factor but what i will say is out of Cortland sutton and Deshaun hamilton where do you think um the value lies what I will tell you is uh, Cortland is actually the one that's going really high in drafts. Mm-hmm. He's the first uh, wide receiver off the board um, in terms Bronx. of um, yeah Denver Broncos <clears throat> wide receivers. And he's actually going off the board, I think, right after the seventh round. So, like, middle of middle eighth round.
1: Yeah, so for me, uh, I'm a big Deshaun Hamilton fan. Why is that? Uh, I think his game and Joe Flacco's game will... Just like sync, they'll they'll just work in harmony. Uh, Deshaun, I think he's going to work a lot around the line of scrimmage, and I think Joe Flacco obviously likes to throw it a lot around the line of scrimmage. Um, I, th- I just think he's going to be a a good flex, you know, or bench spot type of player, and where you're getting him, um, where he could be a weekend or a, he could be a fill-in. Um, for a week, you know, during Bodge or something like that. I think he's... Can I
0: play devil's advocate for you in your sure. love of Deshaun Hamilton?
1: Sure.
0: So, Joe Flacco, you said, loves to throw it around the line of scrimmage. Yeah. When when you mentioned that he loves to throw it around the line of scrimmage, does he love to throw it around the line of scrimmage to wide receivers or tight ends? Uh,
1: more tight ends.
0: More tight ends. Do they have any type of dynamic tight end? Uh, I, think they,
1: I think they might have a, a decent yeah. tight
0: end. Um, okay. In addition to that, do they have any other wide receivers that would fill a slot position? Regardless of whether how well you think they'll fill it?
1: I I can think off the top of my head. Correct me if I'm wrong, who?
0: Emmanuel Sanders?
1: Uh, no, I, no. He's, I, I, like you said, come off that injury, no. I think he's...
0: You think Deshaun's taken over the number two spot from Emmanuel and he takes over the, all the slot?
1: I think he's going to take over a good bit. Snap, I, don't I, think, uh, I, I don't think um, Emmanuel Sanders coming off that injury is going to be... As good as people are Well,
0: hey man, that's a pretty strong stance because right now you can catch Deshaun pretty late in the draft too. Yeah. He's going outside the top 10 rounds, so he's going to the double digits. And if you like him that much, I mean, put your money where your mouth is, take him in the top five rounds. Go for it. Okay. Do Whoa. it, Dan. Uh, Do it. All right. Oh,
1: and... Sorry, go
0: ahead. No, 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 yeah. I mean, I think I was just kind of cu- summing it up there. You had something else?
1: No, no, no. Uh, you, go ahead, move into the tight ends, because you were talking about throwing it to the tight
0: ends, so go ahead. Yeah, well, um, as everyone of their mother knows, Joe Flacco loves throwing it to his tight ends, and the Broncos just drafted um, their very own tight end here in a guy named Noah Fant. Yeah. Um, Noah Fant, super, super athletic freak athlete out of Iowa. Um, one of two first-round NFL-drafted tight ends out of, out of Iowa. Um, going, right now, very, very late in drafts. Um, He is going as the... Where do you think he's going in terms of tight ends? I already kind of left the hat out of the bag a little bit, but where do you think he's going?
1: Probably where he should, at the back end of (laughs) tight end twos.
0: (laughs) He is going at the back end of tight end twos. So, no offense, currently he's going as the number 23 overall tight end. In yeah. um, fantasy football drafts. Now, remember how I was saying? There's like 30 dudes that, that could legitimately finish this top five tight ends.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not saying that Noah Fant is going to finish there. What I'm telling you is that he could finish the season just like Evan Ingram did in his rookie season. He had a guy in Odell there that year who got hurt. And he had a guy there in Sterling Shepherd who was still young and Unproven Evan Ingram, and by the way, there's only been one situation of this where you had a tight end kind of take the league by storm and finish very very highly amongst other tight amongst all the tight ends in fantasy football, and that was the year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What I'm saying is this is a similar situation with this Denver Broncos offense not all that great, a quarterback that does like to throw it to the tight end position which I don't even think Eli was a huge proponent of tight ends before Evan Ingram, but a super athletic tight end who played kind of a hybrid wide receiver role anyways and didn't really block all that much. So I think the, the, the similarities are there. And hey, the opportunity is there too. If there's any quarterback that you want to play with, if you're Noah fan, probably Joe Flacco because he'll throw you the damn ball. Put your
1: money in my mouth, man. Take a top 10 tight end.
0: No, I'm gonna take a top five tight end.
1: So <laughs> take on top, top five. I, I mean, it's it's there, but um,
0: I'm just saying I, I don't uh, necessarily agree with uh, this analysis I'm giving. <laughs> I'm just posing that this is a possibility.
1: Possible outcome.
0: It's this is, it, I think this is within the range of possible outcomes for damn sure. Okay.
1: Uh, I mean, maybe. So yeah, that's. Who
0: knows? That, um, I think that about covers the Denver Broncos here, but uh, that defense, what do you think is the range of outcomes for that fantasy defense? The
1: fantasy defense? Uh, top 10. You love them, so. Top 10.
0: Okay, so you're not, okay, I I would agree, they're probably a top 10 fantasy defense. Yes. Okay, so you're not super crazy on All right. No, 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 no. Okay, they're all right. All right. Yeah.
1: They're going to be the, the world uh, beaters, but yeah, the they're going to be good.
0: No. Right.
1: All right. uh, but yeah, I think it'll be top 10. Okay. okay. But uh, a defense that won't be top 10 is the Raiders. Hey, <laughs> hey,
0: hey now. Hey now.
1: Um, yeah, man. The the hard knocks, the Raiders. Starts tonight, by the way. Ooh.
0: Tonight. Ooh. Um,
1: so. The Raiders. The Oakland. Sorry, Oakland. Yeah, Oakland Raiders. They haven't moved yet. Oakland Raiders. Um,
0: the Oakland, not yet. Don't call me Los Angeles Raiders.
1: Those guys, they were in the basement last year, right? Hey, they were, they were pretty, pretty bad, but they're bringing back their their starting quarterback and um, Derek Carr. So, Woo. Yeah, man. How, how do you feel about him? You like you like him? Is he gonna be? Is he on your on your backup radar, man?
0: No. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a backup radar. I got a. I got a first radar, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah,
1: he's, he's, I guess, if you're in a two-quarterback league, then you can start talking about him, right? Yeah,
0: right. What I will tell you is I don't think his prospects are super great f- for being a fantasy quarterback. What I will say that is, when you don't have a quarterback who is a super high fantasy player, is he actually going to deter and take away from your options of your offensive weapons? Or is he going to be a value add? Can he at least be replacement level player and still get the ball to the players and let them do their thing? And I think he can do that. Yeah, so I don't think really yeah. you need to go beyond that, much beyond that no. anyways.
1: No, I agree. I think uh, where some of the value of this team is going to be at the running back position where old beast mode is no longer a raider. So R.I.P. They, uh, they drafted kid out of Alabama, Josh Jacobs, to replace him. Yeah. It's just, it, I don't know. He's going as the running back 20, so he's going as a RB2. A uh, little, little nerve-wracking. I mean, he, he should get all the workload, right? I mean, who's behind him is, is Doug Martin. Uh, they lost uh, Isaiah Crowell. He's out for the year. Uh, so they brought back Doug Martin. And then, obviously, they got Jaden Richard. But,
0: more touchdowns, Antonio Brown or Josh Jacobs?
1: I'll go Antonio Brown. Hmm. If, if his feet's okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but it's, just, it's interesting, like, Josh Jacobs, he wasn't even the – he didn't even carry the load last year for Alabama, you know? Um, I don't think he's ever carried the load.
0: I mean, okay, then. look, it's number one, it's Alabama, so they bring in another five-star – Running back every single year. Here's what I'll tell you about Josh Jacobs. You know what Josh Jacobs came into Alabama as? What? He was between a two and a three star running back. He wasn't even all that highly touted. Alabama was one of his offers. Obviously, it's probably his best offer. But that's just because he didn't have a ton of other great offers. He started at the bottom of the depth chart. Ended up outplaying, which this guy, who was the preseason consensus number one overall running back coming into this season in terms of NFL prospects, and that's Damian Harris. Not only in the rest of, on the rest of the Alabama roster, which they got another guy who's a rising junior this year, Najee Harris, another five-star player, best running back in the country, but coming out when he was coming out of high school. But he also dealt with Damian Harris, who came back as a leader of the team and wanted to play his senior season, even though he could have left after his junior year. Coming in, not only did he surpass... Damian Harris, by the end of the season, as the starting running back for Alabama. But he was also the number one rated prospect in terms of draft, um, you know, pre-draft draft boards. And obviously, highest by uh, NFL standards because he was the first one off the board too. Mm-hmm. So what I would tell you is, he played himself into the position that he was drafted. Yeah, sure. I You, look at, you might look at it as a negative that he didn't ever be the bell cow of the offense, but in today's NFL number 1, you don't need to be a you don't need to be a bell cow to be a very very productive running back in fantasy football. And number 2, you don't you just, he has proven that he can produce. He has proven that he can rise to expectations and lack of expectations for that matter.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's very very good take on on his situation. Um with the options behind him, I think he will be the bell cow. Um, I, don't, I
0: don't know, man. I think they're still going feed to the, feed the rock to Dougie, the ha- uh, muscle hamster.
1: I, I I don't, only because I feel like they brought him back because they felt like they had to. <laughs> they didn't want him back. Uh, Crowell is the guy they wanted. And yeah. He got hurt. And like, I guess, Doug. I, I mean, fine. You know, come Dude, on, come on back. I'm
0: pretty sure uh, last year, Doug Martin filled in Pretty damn admirably um, at the running back position. Uh,
1: which he, he was decent. I wouldn't say he was, like, a world-beater.
0: Well, same, same thing, okay? Over the last five weeks of the season, guess where he finished?
1: Running back, 32.
0: 21.
1: Oh, okay. A little better than I thought he would have been.
0: He played all five games. He wasn't amazing by any means he didn't blow anyone out of the water but guess what he was serviceable
1: yeah no doubt um i don't think he's serviceable while jacobs is there but uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right or, or uh or uh because uh he's... what i would
0: tell you is i think he's serviceable to the point where he'll steal a few carries here and there oh, from yeah. josh jacobs which he's... is why i think it's kind of shitty that he's there but It would be shittier if Isaiah was there.
1: (laughs) He's serviceable to the team. He's not serviceable to us as fantasy owners.
0: Correct. But if Jacobs does go down for whatever reason...
1: It's Doug Martin. It's Doug Martin. Yes, no doubt.
0: With spells of Jalen Richard. Because they do trust him, regardless of what you think. They at least trust him. Not Uh, you, as in anyone thinks.
1: Yeah. No, Richard would be the... He would just keep the same role he has today. Absolutely. Catch a bunch of balls. Be um
0: but anything? if you do kind of loosey goosey math, just want to kinda of touch on that. If you combine the output that Doug Martin had in the last four weeks of the season with the output ha- that Jalen Richard had in the last four weeks of the season, you know what kind of running back you'd end up with there?
1: Jalen catches, usually catches a good amount of balls. So Let's say a you know where the you May... know where
0: the combination of Basically, yeah, the combination of those two guys. Where would that, where would uh, that player back, have finished in the last quarter?
1: Running back fifteen.
0: That would be pretty good, right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt.
0: Yeah, they, it would. It would have been running back seven.
1: Oh wow. Last
0: that's, four weeks of the year. That's pretty good. Yeah, I would say. Is Food for good. thought. Yep. Year.
1: That's really good because <laughs> I was. I'm just looking. i was looking at stats. Man, we. 14, he had 32 yards. <laughs> he had that touchdown that same today. Anyway, uh, anything you want to add on the uh, on the Raiders? On the no. Raiders running backs?
0: Nope. I just think that um, they do like Rashard there.
1: yeah, they do.
0: And, and the, he has been getting a little bit of buzz out of training camp too. So that's the one downside I see to Josh Jacobs is that there's just noise. There's other yeah. football players there that, yeah, Isaiah Crowell might have been a higher choice for John Gruden. But he was still the second guy in line. When Crowell got hurt, they, did, they weren't afraid to go back and get Doug Martin. They just had a player that they, they had better feelings about. Yep. And that was uh, Isaiah Crowell. So, I mean, I don't think it's as negative of a thing on Doug Martin as it is as a positive on Isaiah Crowell that they went after him.
1: Yeah. I got you. You know who else they went after? Who? Antonio... I got frostbite on my feet, brown. Ever heard of him? Never heard of him. He's just some guy. He's just hmm. taking over for, uh, for good old Jordy Nelson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, yes, the Raiders, obviously, they traded Cooper in the middle of the year last year. So that left them with, uh, you know, Jordy Nelson. He, he was there, but he's gone now. He retired as a Packer the other day. So good for him. If you're listening, congratulations, Jordy Nelson. Um. But, yeah, so they, they traded with the Steelers and brought in Antonio Brown. Have you seen the picture of his feet? Mm-mm, I it don't looks, want to. It looks gross. Do
0: grossly. not, do not want to. I'll send it to you. Thanks.
1: <laughs> it, it does not look, uh, look oh. fun to walk on. Let's just put it that way. Um, oh, gross. it yeah, came out today and said it was, it was frostbite from uh, uh, some <laughs> therapy he was going through. Um, Ew. As far as timeline and things like that, I I have no idea. I haven't seen anything like, is it as bad as blisters? Is it, you know, as far as coming back to play football? Sounds kind of gross. It sounds real gross. Um, (laughs) So, uh, he's definitely, that's definitely something to watch uh, because he's... No thanks. Not his feet, (laughs) but (laughs) his his availability is something to watch because he's going in the top 12 of our receivers. um, But if he's not available... (laughs) then I don't think you want to take him as a top-12 receiver. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, we've known Antonio Brown to be the wide receiver number one in years past. Do you think that's still his ceiling in Oakland, or um you think he's more of a mid-to-late wide receiver one?
0: I could see an A.B. finishing top three, yeah. Yeah. Because I think he's still really fucking good, and as long as he's, he's not – out of his mind crazy he could still be really fucking good yeah. so yeah I mean I think that the upsides there I just don't how much you know on that have you ever heard of the um, the hot crazy scale
1: Mm-mm.
0: so it was this bit on how I met your mother it basically had like a y-axis x-axis kinda of graph mm-hmm. and it was a hot crazy scale which they basically had it straight like diagonal on the on the chart and where you were on either side of the hot and crazy skill you never wanted to go too much on either side and that's what i think of when i think of antonio brown you don't ever want to go too much on one side of the chart except he is going he is hovering really really close to the the bottom which the x-axis on the lower side is your crazy (laughs) so he's getting really really far away from that hot and that line he's getting close to, they called it the Mendoza line. <laughs> oh, nice. He's getting awfully close to the Mendoza line. Oh, I think, man. I think it was um, off of a chick. So they called her, I think her name was like Jessica Mendoza. So it was like the uh, Mendoza line. <laughs> uh, it was a great bit. But anyways, uh, Antonio Brown, not doing super well on the hot and crazy scale right now. No, man.
1: There, uh, There's a preview for Hard Knocks. And in the preview, it was Antonio Brown talking to his kids uh, at practice his kids, oh, his, kids, his kids said dad where's Roethlisberger at? <laughs> 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 I mean they're younger kids but I guess, guess they didn't know dad, dad changed kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, we don't live in Pittsburgh anymore kids. Uh, yay! <laughs> um, yeah I
1: thought that was funny. Uh, That's I, hilarious. Yeah I mean uh, he could definitely I mean he's so good. I mean, it's definitely not out there. That's
0: it's the thing, man. He's just so good. He really but is. But oh. the hot, crazy skill, dude. Can't forget it.
1: So, Antonio Brown or Tyreek Hill?
0: Football only Tyreek Hill. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: Antonio Brown or Juju? <sighs>
0: uh, can I flip a coin?
1: I mean, if you ought to. That's, his, that's, <laughs> that's where he's he's sandwiched right in between Juju and Tyreek. I
0: yeah, see, Tyreek that's where I, I mean I think that's where he deserves to be too. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's 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 a definite up. Yeah.
1: Well, it came really, up heads,
0: but I didn't assign anything heads or tails, so I don't know what that means. <laughs>
1: uh, not only did they bring in an Antonio, they brought in uh, an ex San Diego yeah San Diego Charger. Uh, Tyrell Williams, he's also coming in to help fill the wide receiver void and be the wide receiver two out there. Absolutely. Um, I've kind of heard all over the place about how people value Tyrell Williams um, this year.
0: Uh, How do you value Tyrell Williams, Dan?
1: Uh, I don't value him. He's not anybody.
0: Tell us how you really feel.
1: Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just not because of him. It's not him, man. It's the offense, okay? Okay. Okay.
0: That's fair.
1: I, I just don't think he'll have any relevance. What about you? As far as fantasy goes,
0: I think he's um, a better kind of real life NFL football player than he is a fantasy football player. Um, just given the talent that's going to be surrounding him and how viable he, again, I think both of us think this offense is going to be. Yeah. Um, I think it can also it'll it'll support at least one wide receiver, or yeah. one big option. I don't know if it'll support two. And that's the big thing there.
1: Uh, Kenny Stills or Tyrell Williams?
0: I... You know what? I might just go um, upside of Kenny Stills just being the number one over there.
1: I agree, man. If, uh, and now that he's
0: hopefully a healthy, competent quarterback all year.
1: Dude, if it's Magic's there, man, Kenny Stills, he's, he's going to have some good games.
0: He will have some good games. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I would agree. He's
0: going to make a star of someone for four weeks. We just got to figure out who that someone is.
1: Yep. He (laughs) he definitely will do that. Um, Yeah, that was just my receiver going around Tyrell Williams. But, yeah, I'm okay. I'm good. You know, he he could be on somebody else's team this year. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, And then, uh, just real quick, I know they they also have Ryan Grant, who according to the depth chart, I think he's the number three right now. But – the one I'm watching is uh, Hunter Renfro out of Clemson. I think, he Never heard be of a, him? think he'll be a good little uh, slot receiver for them.
0: Yet another Clemson, Alabama player on the Oakland Raiders.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they said they wanted to draft winners, and that's what they did, right?
0: They drafted people from the last three national championship games, and that's it.
1: That's it? That's it. Uh, I don't think he'll have any relevance for us, but just somebody to keep an eye on. I think he'll, he'll be a good little player for them. Yeah,
0: I don't know. He'll be, he'll be a piece.
1: Yeah. Any, uh, any, any other wide receivers you want to touch on?
0: I don't think there's any other wide receivers to speak of, so no. I
1: don't, I don't think so. I don't think there
0: is well, unless you want to talk about Marcel Aitman. Is he still there?
1: He's still there, yeah. And Before they traded for Antonio Brown, he, he according to the GM, was he's their number one wide receiver.
0: Hey, like, so what is he now, GM?
1: Number six on the touch.
0: <laughs> 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 so a cut candidate. That's good.
1: Exactly. Uh, real quick, we touched on the tight ends. There's a lot of hype around their tight end, uh, Darren Waller, this Ooh. year because uh, Jared Cook is gone, man. What? Jared Cook uh, was was Carr's favorite really only target or option to throw the ball to. Uh, but, yeah, now the hype is around Darren Waller's kid's 6'6", man. He's a big dude.
0: He's a big boy. Uh,
1: but I got alert today that he has a shoulder injury.
0: So, oh, well, he's dead to me.
1: Yeah, uh, and then their other, I guess, backup tight end is, is Luke Wilson.
0: Wilson. Uh, Luke the, Wilson.
1: Luke, the uh, the two L's, Luke, right? Two L. Yep,
0: two L's. Um, Don't get it twisted.
1: I'm not gonna touch too much on them. They're tight ends. They're pretty much. Unless Darren comes back. I think he could be... Like everyone else's tight ends. there's exactly. just whatever. He could be, yeah. he could be a, a top five option, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> again, another guy that could
1: be could. top five. He could, man. So, yeah, that's that's the uh, AFC West. Do you have a, a quick prediction, just real quick, on who, who's going to win that division? Is it going to be the Chiefs again?
0: Honestly, I don't think so. I think the Chargers got it this year. Um, I, I think I, they're just so good on both sides of the ball, with or without Gordon. You know, sure. they had... Um, they missed Melvin Gordon for the last four games last year. Mm-hmm. You know what the record was in those last four games last year? Three and one. Yeah, they were four and oh. Wow. So,
1: nice. and one of those was against the Chiefs.
0: One of those was against the Chiefs. So, I think that's the game where Mike Williams had three touchdowns, right? That was so, that um, and
1: a two point conversion. Yeah.
0: yeah. So,
1: I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you on the Chargers uh, bandwagon for that division. Um, I think the Chiefs will see just a little bit of a step back, but I mean, I think the Chargers and the Chiefs, did they finish with the same record last year?
0: I, well, no, I think the Chiefs might have been one game better.
1: One game? Um, so yeah, I think, I, I'm with you, I think the Chargers this year will take it. You don't, you're, not, you're not choosing the Raiders or the, the Broncos?
0: I don't think the Raiders and Broncos are going to make too much noise. I think this is more of a rebuild and shape your roster type of year for those two, those uh, two squads.
1: The Chiefs and the Chargers finished with the same record last year.
0: No, oh, so it was the same record. Yeah. Okay, Stan corrected.
1: Cool man. Yeah, uh, I think we had one listener question this week. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. If he had a listener question?
1: Who was it? Did, who was it from? Do you know who it was from?
0: Uh, this question was from Mr. Anonymous. Uh,
1: okay. He
0: did not want to be named. He said, uh, "Here we go." With he said. Seeing as the baseball trade deadline has just passed, he said, "This is this is a question from a player to be named later." I don't know what okay. that means, but that's what he said. So, All right, good. Good uh, so yeah, yeah, player to be named later asked, "Who finishes the fantasy season higher in season-long fantasy leagues?" And assuming half-point PPR scoring, oh, just like our league, Mr. Anonymous. Nice. Is it going to be Zeke or Melvin Gordon? Ooh, that's a good question. A good I like question. it, I like
1: it. Uh, for me, I would have to go with Zeke.
0: Oh. See, for me, I think I'd have to go with the player to be named later. <laughs> uh, you see what I did there? I see what there? you did there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, uh, in all seriousness, I think i agree. I just, again, with this whole Melvin, Melvin Gordon holdout, I don't see it ending anytime soon, so no, it'll ain't... be interesting. It'll be interesting, but I think Jer- Zeke's going to come Jones. back. Jerry's yeah. going to pay. Jerry will pay. That's why he traded Amari Cooper, so he could pay Zeke because he didn't want to pay. Or Sorry, he traded for Amari Cooper, and he has nobody else to pay right now. He can pay Ezekiel Elliott.
1: Exactly. Um, Yeah, I I agree. I think he likes to win too much, and Zeke's a big part of them winning. So I think he'll pay, man. The
0: one thing you can say whether you hate or like hate or love Jerry Jones is he is not afraid of paying players who he deems worth it.
1: Yeah, great, great question, anonymous. We appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Mr. Anonymous.
1: So yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for us, Manesh. Uh,
0: Another episode f- in the books, Dan.
1: One more, one more division, probably the best division in the league, uh, the NFC West.
0: The best division in the NFC West.
1: <laughs> uh, I I would have to agree with that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty yeah. sure that no one will argue that point there. No. I don't yeah, man, it,
1: it was fun. Uh, we will catch you guys next time.
0: All right, later, guys.
1: Later. Printer,
0: printer, 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 printer. Burn. We draft on dudes named Brady. Dudes hit on us, it's crazy. Drinks all around, please save me. In fantasy, we're fucked. Tiny dicks that we talk. You're in luck with box. Bark, box.